So welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. Thanks for joining me again this week. In my podcast today, I want to look at the difference between excellence and perfection and how God calls us as spiritual leaders to have a spirit of excellence. Hey, I hope you enjoy. Hi, today I want to talk about excellence. That spiritual leaders, they strive for excellence rather than strive for what many people in the world would strive for, which is perfection. You see, so often perfection or a striving or a desiring for perfection can make you do things that you can't afford or try and be things that you can't be. Whereas excellence and having an excellent spirit is completely different. An excellent spirit just lives to do the very, very best it can with what it is and what it has. I really believe that the Bible encourages us to be people of an excellent spirit. And as spiritual leaders, we want to really purpose that we're going to be in this generation people of an excellent spirit, a people who put great value on excellence when we're doing things for God, that we we have an excellence to what we're doing. Yet we're not drawn into the trap of perfection where we're striving in an unhealthy way to do things that they would be perfect, but we're doing things that we really can't do or sustain or afford. I believe the thing that God wants from us is merely excellence. You see, excellence, I believe, is about taking care of the small things. Being a person that sees the things that other people don't see or see the things and care about the things that other people choose to overlook. I believe a person, a leader of an excellent spirit, is somebody that doesn't overlook the little things, but rather says, no, let's take care of the little things. And as we do, this excellent spirit or this excellent way of living will cause us to always stick out in the crowd. When we talk about excellence, I'm thinking of the guy in the Bible called Daniel. And we know that Daniel is a really, really um, incredible portrayal of a man with an excellent spirit. He's taken from one kingdom that was his own into Babylon, a place that wasn't naturally his kingdom. Yet when we read about the life of Daniel, we suddenly see this man not be pushed down or held a prisoner or experience less. Rather, we see him rise to the top. And as he rises to the top, God's able to use him in the positions that he gives him as he commits to be a person of an excellent spirit. You see, the Bible records that that was the key secret or the secret ingredient of Daniel's life. It says in Daniel chapter six and verse three, that by an excellent spirit, Daniel distinguished himself. Isn't that a lovely verse? It says, of an excellent spirit, not as a perfectionist, but as a man of an excellent spirit, Daniel distinguished himself among the crowd. You see, Daniel caused his life to stick out in the crowd, to stick out in the crowd of others who were around him, some of them who were from Babylon, some of them that weren't foreigners or strangers, but in a crowd of many people. Suddenly, Daniel began to stand out. It says that the king's attention was drawn to Daniel. And in in the king's heart, he had an agenda 
or a desire to put Daniel in charge of the whole nation. How does a man go from being brought in from another country that's not his own to being a prime minister or a key figure in the land that he's been brought into? To me, one, obviously it's because the hand of God was on him, but also secondly, because he was a man of an excellent spirit, a person that didn't overlook the small things others looked over. He was a man that didn't finish the job until it was done, that didn't act differently when the boss was looking and when the boss wasn't. All of these things, I believe, are attributes of a person, a spiritual leader, who has an excellent spirit. Remember, we're not talking about striving for perfection, but we are talking about living and leading with excellence. I believe that just as we saw Daniel rise to the top of the crowd he was in, because the Bible reveals he had an excellent spirit that distinguished him, so we can rise to the crowd or rise to the top of any crowd that we may find ourselves in when we purpose to, like Daniel, live with a spirit of excellence. I love the picture that the king, when other people weren't realising that the king was watching, was watching and he had an agenda in his heart to give promotion to somebody that he could trust. And when others weren't noticing him watching, the king was watching. I believe he was watching the little things, not the big things. He was watching what time people arrived, when people left, when people finished the task they'd been given, when people skipped corners or did things on the cheap, when he didn't want them done on the cheap. But when he watched the life of Daniel, he saw a man of an excellent spirit, a man that never left early, that was the same when people were watching as when they weren't. And I believe it was the excellent spirit that Daniel chose to live with, that one caused him to rise in the crowd, rise to the top, but also uh, caught the attention of the king. And he didn't know the agenda or the intention of the king for promotion, but Daniel stood out in the crowd because he was a man of an excellent spirit. I love that. Because people of an excellent spirit realise that we are people of an excellent spirit because we have an excellent spirit. You know, when we consider that the Holy Spirit is in us, that's an incredible thought, isn't it? The Bible reveals that we are now the temple or the dwelling place of God's spirit. Now, surely, if God's spirit the most excellent spirit, the, the, the spirit of the excellent one is in us, then what comes from us should be hallmarked or marked with excellence. So I've written in my journal here that we're a people of an excellent spirit because we have an excellent spirit. What does excellence look like in different scenarios that we may experience today? If we look at a carpenter, to me, excellence is when the carpenter gives that final sanding to what he's made, that table maybe, or that bench. But he knows in his heart, people that aren't carpenters 
won't notice this. I've sanded it enough. It's good enough to sell. People won't notice. But within a carpenter with an excellent spirit, he says, no, no, when I touch it, I know it's not as good as what it could be. It may take me another hour. But if I give this thing another sanding, I won't always look at it in the future and go, oh, man, everybody loves it. But I know it could have done with another sanding. A man with an excellent spirit, a carpenter with an excellent spirit will take the time to give it an extra sanding, even when he knows that other people won't notice. What about a painter or a decorator? I believe, again, it's when a painter or a decorator looks at a wall that is painted or a room that is painted and he can see that it's okay, but it's not as good as what it could be. But what will take it to being as good as what it could be is the effort of another coat of paint now he could walk away and he could say the customer's going to be happy with this the customer's going to love it to the way the customer sees it they're not going to notice it needs another lick of paint but I'm going to lay in bed tonight as a person with an excellent spirit and know that I should have given it one more coat of paint then it wouldn't have been good it would have been great so a painter with an excellent spirit will invest the time and the extra paint to finish the job properly. Now let's think about it, there's wisdom in that. If he's already spent 95% of his energy to create something, why would he not invest that last 5% to make it not just good, but great? You see, when we have an excellent spirit in what we're leading, what God has entrusted with us, given us to do, We need to be a people like Daniel that say, I'm not going to just do what's good enough. I'm going to do what's the best that I'm able to do with my ability and the things I have to work with. It's about the small things that we finish with that cause things to stand out. Isn't it amazing? You can look at so many scenarios like maybe building a model aeroplane or building anything really that you can spend so much time and energy in constructing or building something but it's often it's those last few touches that make the something that you've built stand out in the crowd are you going to be a leader that adds those last few things that causes what you've done to stand out in the crowd i believe that that's how god would have us to live and that's how god would have us to lead You know, I know that I can be annoying to people sometimes in what God has given me to lead. That I ask people to do certain things and I ask them to do it a certain way and they spend a lot of time and a lot of energy and they come back to me and they say, hey, Pastor Andy, we've done it. We've uh, we've done what you've asked. Come take a look. And I walk in and I see the 95 percent. But I don't know if it's just because God's given me an eye for excellence and driving me from within is we're going to give God our very very best not what's left at the end but I'll turn around and the team I hope they love me for this I'll turn around and I'll say hey what you've done is really really good but we've missed a bit if we could just tweak this add this or change this I believe it will take what we've done which is good to another level of being not just good but excellent. Like I said, sometimes it's it's kind of sad, isn't it, that 
we can spend so much time and energy doing something, but because we miss out a small detail, a final sanding, another coat of paint, people only see something that's good. When if we'd applied excellence, we'd seen what's missing, responded to something extra we could do. Again, that's not striving for perfection. Excellence is different to perfection. We could actually have something at the end that we look at, maybe stand there with coffee cup in hand and say, it's good. It's as I'd want it to be. I suppose another way of putting this is, why would you spend 99 pence or 99 cents and miss out on the last penny or cent? If you're going to put the effort in of spending 99 pence or 99 cents, then surely it's worth paying that last penny, giving that last cent if you're in America, to just seeing what you've spent be the best it can be. That's a heartbeat. Some people like to live sloppy. Some people like to do what's just enough. Some people like to do what needs to be done because other people are watching. Some people like to do exactly what was asked of them. But then you get others, those who are of an excellent spirit, that aren't driven by a need for perfection, but rather a desire to do everything they do the best it can be done. These people will stay that extra five minutes, twiddle with what needs to be twiddled with for another hour, redraw something, erase something, replace a line. Why? Because they know that when they go to bed at night, they can go to bed saying, it may not be perfect, but it is excellent. I've given and invested into what I've been doing. The very best of what I have. Oh, it may not be like the person down the road, the church down the road, the the other minister down the road, because they've got this and they've got that. But with what God has entrusted and given to me, I've been a faithful steward. My faithfulness is seen in that I haven't just done what's needed, but I've done everything to the best of my ability. I suppose that this is really about us purposing to not just look at the things that others or we think others think are important and doing them well, but looking at the very small things or apparent small things in our life and using an excellent spirit on them. I can remember years ago, we had a a gentleman join the church and I know that he, he wanted to be like the assistant pastor or I think he actually wanted my job. I'm not sure what he wanted. And, uh, Hey, who knows what God could have done? But when he came to us and said to us as a leadership, right, hey, what do you want me to do, guys? I'm here. What do you want me to do? I gave him the task of hanging banners out the front of our school building. Every Sunday, I said, I want you to arrive on time and I want you to hang four or five banners around the property that let people know we're meeting here today. And uh, I know I could see in his eyes that he thought that this was a menial task that I'd uh, underestimated him. Actually, I was doing what I believe God does with us many times. I was entrusting him with something small to see what level of excellence he would apply to it. Because if he was faithful with little, then I could entrust with much more. That's a principle that God says that he has regarding us, isn't it? So over the next few weeks, I used to drive up to the church and again, anyone that knows me knows it's not that I wouldn't put up the banners. I've spent my life doing anything that God wanted me to do. There's no task too small for me. But this was a test 
for this gentleman. But every Sunday when I turned up, the banners were kind of straight. They'd be just off to the left or off to the right. And I never saw the banner completely straight, hanging there completely straight. And every time when I drove past the banners, I used to think, ah, that's a shame. Because you see, in my heart, I was asking this question. If he will allow banners to be wonky or do just enough for a banner that's inanimate, it's it's just an object. What will he do when I entrust him with people? Because you see, the Bible says if we're if we're excellent with the small, if we're faithful with the small, then we'll also be faithful with the much. I believe that God looks at how we're excellent with our finances, our relationships, our time. Not just when people are looking, but especially when people aren't. I believe, like we spoke of Daniel, that he wasn't conscious that the king was looking. But the king was. And the king had promotion in his heart for Daniel. Well, not for Daniel, for whoever would set themselves apart in the crowd. But then Daniel, because he chose to live with an excellent spirit, did exactly that. He rose to the top. He set himself apart. When everyone else went home and he was finishing what he had to do, the king noticed that. When other people changed gear, when the boss wasn't looking, the king noticed that when Daniel didn't. Listen, we have a king that's constantly watching us, who has his promotion in his heart for us. I really believe he has promotion in his heart for every one of us. But he's watching what we do with that which we think is small or menial. He's looking at whether we operate with a spirit of that'll do or a spirit of let me get this the very best I can with what I have to do it with. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage myself today to always be a person that notices the small things. Don't be a person that ignores the little bit that could have made it perfect. Always be a person that wants and desires excellence we spoke a little while ago about catch the fox and it was a message a podcast on watching out for the little foxes in our life that principle carries again in what we're saying today doesn't it that sometimes we can be busy taking care of big foxes and ignoring the little ones but the bible reveals to us that it's the little foxes that can destroy the time of blossom so that we don't see the time of harvest. Again, let me encourage you today, spiritual leader, to be a person that takes care of the little things. Take care and catch the little foxes. Don't leave the job until you're happy with it. Don't sign off what you've been given to do until you look at it and say, that's the very best that I can do with what's been entrusted with me to do it. Be a person of an excellent spirit. And I believe if you'll do that and I will do that, if we continue to do that, you know what? The world can drop us into any crowd that it wants and we'll continue as spiritual leaders, God's leaders, to rise to the top. Why? The principle that was in operation with Daniel is still in operation with God's leaders today. Let me finish by reminding you what the book of Daniel says of Daniel's excellence. It says that he was taken from a 
a land that he belonged to into a land that he didn't. He was brought into Babylon, brought into an element of captivity. But he actually defined the workload and the workplace that he was in. He actually changed the way that even people ate within that workplace. He caught the attention of the kings and the leaders of that place that wasn't naturally his, but he'd been brought into. How? Because an excellent spirit was in him that distinguished distinguished him from everyone else around him. I'm so thankful that we have the Holy Spirit in us. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, is a spirit of excellence, good stewardship and faithfulness. So let's let the life of his spirit be seen in the way that we live and we choose to lead. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed that podcast on excellence and how we're to be a people of an excellent spirit. Listen, we've got many more resources that we'd love to make available to you that you can listen to, watch and read. And the best way to access these is to go to our one-stop shop, which is Linktree. And let me spell that for you. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Andy dot Elms. You'll find loads of great resources on there, including my new book, Soul Winner, See you next week for The Spiritual Leader.